2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com
3: slash host
0: coming in hot is presented by botano the game starts now here are your hosts brent wallace jason york and bobby ryan
3: Uh, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Coming in Hot. Brent Wallace alongside uh, Jason York and the jolly old elf himself, Bobby Ryan. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, fellas. Uh, Bob, I'm glad to see you back after your weekend. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we did. Thank you. Very the nice. Sens back in action. We do have Dennis Bonby uh, waiting in the wings to come on and have a chat with us. He is pro hockey's all-time penalty minutes leader, uh, which is a feat all into itself. I don't even uh, Begin to fathom how you can rack up forty-eight hundred penalty minutes, but we'll get to that. It's impressive. Uh, those are the those are the ones you want to avoid on the ice at all times. I'm assuming, gentlemen.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh you boy! Are, I just are, want to change yeah. for me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: and those are those years that Dennis played. They call those dog years. Those those count as those count as six. Like those oh, are God grindy man. years. Actually, when you had to fight legit heavyweights so those yeah. are well-earned those are well-earned penalty minutes i can tell you
3: yeah we'll get to those in a sec because uh there's a couple games anyway we'll uh we'll d- we'll dig into that in a sec uh this show is always brought to you by botano go to botano.ca download the award-winning app they are the egr 2023 winner for both best sports book operator of the year and best in play sports operator uh, visit botano.ca uh, the fastest, most user-friendly and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet. Hundreds of betting options for all things hockey, including tonight's game against the Florida Panthers and Ottawa Senators. We'll get to that later in the show as I continue to dominate the uh, lock of the day. Uh, also by Sober Carpenter. Uh, real craft beer, no alcohol. Hold the alcohol, keep the flavor, only 55, 60 calories per can. Enjoy a range of non-alcoholic beers so good that you won't have to compromise on taste. If you also want a healthier lifestyle, enjoy, enjoy a wide selection of beers, including Blonde Ale, West Coast IPA, or Irish Red, to name a few. Look for them at Sobeys, Loblaws, Whole Foods, Metro, Farm Boy, and other retailers. Look, this is the season people want to go out and enjoy. If you don't want to have the alcohol, but enjoy the taste, grab a Sober Carpenter at SoberCarpenter.com. They're award-winning beers, so good, you'll forget they're non-alcoholic. And Bob, by BEI.
0: Thank you to our good friends over BEI. Excuse me one second, it was not quite ready. (laughs) <laughs> um every civil general contractor here in the public and private sectors BEI has just been helping shape the Ottawa Valley visit them at excavating.com or give them a call at 613 for all things equipment rentals aggregate and so- topsoil sales hauling floating and concrete formwork they move stuff so when planning your next project consider bei for your aggregate supply needs <laughs>
3: Hey, listen, when the coach calls your name, you got to be ready to jump over the boys. Get get out there. That's
0: fair. fair. I told you guys twice this. There's somebody just taking pictures of the house. I know he's a worker, and I know he works for them, but I don't know what's going on, and I'm following him around through all the windows trying to – yeah. So You,
3: You think they work for the club. It might be Randy Carlisle.
0: Hey, the house is sold, so I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah oh congrats this guy had nothing to do with it so
3: so did cody is cody bass gonna have a good christmas
0: Basser is gonna have a nice christmas well yeah yeah he was already (laughs) having one for the other house so he's good
3: (laughs) uh good stuff we'll have to have him on here at some point and discuss what it's like to be uh your real estate agent uh let (laughs) alone teammate so uh well without further ado i'll stop wasting his time because i know he's busy he is the uh, director of pro scouting for the auto uh, for the auto centers for the boston Bruins, he is a legend all into himself from the east coast uh but doesn't live there anymore as a moment uh dennis Bonvie, the tough guy bonsai welcome to the show sir
1: hey guys thanks for having me on appreciate <laughs> <Thank it>.
3: you <laughs> uh how are things you're in you're in uh, the u.s as well so you just had american thanksgiving yourself
1: yeah i live in uh, wilkes-barre pennsylvania that's where i finished up in pittsburgh's farm team and uh a uh, real good spot to work out of, you know, geographical area. I can get to a lot of places pretty quick, driving and flying. So uh, I work out of here. Uh, I've been working out of here since, I think, 08. So since I retired. And uh, it's been great. It's been great. I've been pretty, really fortunate.
3: Little known fact, Sidney Crosby scored his first preseason goal of his NHL career in scranton Wilkesbury. Yep.
1: And and he scored his he scored his first exhibition. He scored a goal in Halifax in his first exhibition game, and I believe Steve Dixon and I both from both from Nova Scotia assisted on it. Oh,
3: Steve Dixon was talking about
1: the other day. I don't know. I think I was around the puck somewhere. I can't believe I was close to it, but
3: in oh. <laughs> one of those it. stat sheets that won't exist anywhere. I probably in and
1: hit something and ricocheted. <laughs> <or> something. But, <laughs>
3: Bonsai,
2: what's your what's your connection to Wally? Like, how how did he uh, like, come on? How how is he pulling strings to get you on the show?
1: What's uh, I I I knew Wally way back from when I played in Ottawa days. I guess Wally, right? So yeah, um, um, yeah. Interviewed me. I, a few, he interviewed me a few times. I don't know. I was probably getting sent down. Like I said, I had a lot of up and down seasons. Up for training camp, down for the season.
0: You
3: know, <laughs> so you great. listen, you were always so good to me, anyway. But we've always chatted over the years because you've been in the press box, uh, now doing scouting, and we'll get into that later about how you turned into a scout. Um, but first, you know what? We have some trivia notes for you, and I'm going to get to them right now because uh, some of them are pretty interesting. But let's start. Uh, we've named you our DoorDash hot performer, uh, and this show proudly presented by DoorDash. Um, just go to the uh, there we go. Uh, did you know there are only 40 shop? No, my God, there's like 30 shopping days left. It's a month to go. Yeah. Uh, make gift shopping fun again with DoorDash. Shop for everyone on your list. All kinds of stuff. Just open up the app, order with DoorDash. Choose what you want from where you want. Use double dash on DoorDash. Multiple restaurants, stores, same delivery with additional, without additional fees. Uh, so everyone can get what they want when they need. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's 25% off, $10 value, zero delivery fees. Download the DoorDash app and use code NATION25. Don't forget, code NATION25, 25% off. Offer valid in Canada, subject to terms, subject to change, terms apply. Okay, so Bonsai, in Uh 1995, you were added to the Canadian All-Star team for the AHL's first All-Star game in 36 years not known as an offensive skill set. You did, however, score the first goal in the event's modern history.
1: Yeah. Easy on the skill set part, will you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, there are other things that you're more known for. That was all yeah. I was getting to. Um, yeah, it happened. Uh It
1: was kind of a, it was a fan and vote type thing, and we were in Cape Breton at the time, and Edmonds farm team, and uh Todd Marchant was the first in line. I was second uh, in voting, and he the lockout ended and he got recalled. So they had to re they had to select me. So I think they kind of panicked when they did. They're like, Oh my God, this guy's getting selected. So, uh, they added Ralph Intranuvo to the, to, to come with me, you know, to represent us. So, uh, it was in Providence and, uh, I was breaking down the wing on a line change and I got a puck and kind of just went to backhand five hole on Scott Bailey. And, uh, I was kind of in shock. I was like, Oh, I scored great. Super came to the bench and they're like we want your stick and your gloves it's going to hall of fame and i'm like oh, no, no. it's going where they're like oh we're gonna take the hall of fame i said you can take my gear i'm like i'm done for the night it's over
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so good. yeah so uh
1: i have just fortunate timing got the pie pa- got the pass at the right time down the wing and whatever i got it in but it was it's you know it's, it's quite a thrill obviously
3: yeah. and do you I still have it there it,
1: uh i think they still so- have it there it's probably way back it's collecting dust in the back somewhere but uh <laughs> uh it was actually interesting in the game because obviously uh i was lucky enough to be there you know it's all top end all-star players and probably about three shifts in i started playing physical and i ran a couple of guys because in my head i'm like i'm doing something that's going to get me noticed whatever it is if nobody wants to bite me then i'm going to so i started running guys and they're like saying it was the best all-star game ever because guys started running around and playing with a little bit of passion and energy so hey you know you know you got to get yourself noticed somehow i guess
0: yeah, I think that tracks because the only All-Star game I put in the American League was in Binghamton, and I think they wanted the game to end more than the players did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was so oh, bad. Fair, fair <laughs> the first enough. shift, they were like, you guys need to pick up the pace, and I was like, no, we can't.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So problem. I ran a couple
1: of guys, and guys got a little bit steam and started running around, so we got a little entertainment out of it anyway at the end.
0: I like it. That's so I good. I like it. I appreciate
1: we,
2: missed, your... uh, we missed each other in the OHL. I'm just checking your stats here. I didn't know you played for Burt Templeton and for North Bay
1: yeah i was uh i was drafted by kitchener uh i had a bad midget year and uh a guy named steve Kroll lives in darkness still uh i knew he'd wanted me to play for his team that year and then he said he worked for kitchener and he called me before he was going to the draft on like a monday he he said i'm going up i'm going to get you drafted somehow you know i'm you know so i end up going 19th round 277th overall i think the janitor called my name out but he called me and he said, uh, "We got you drafted, so get ready to come in. You know, middle of August or whatever." I said, "Awesome!" So I trained as hard as I could. And my dad, who's never really at that time probably been on Nova Scotia, flies up with me to yeah. Toronto. We go to Kitchener in a thing a in a in a van and uh, go to the rink the day before. I'm all excited watching. I go back to the hotel with him and he goes, "This might be too much for you, son. Maybe we should just go home." I'm like, "I'm not going home, Dad. I'm going to be the toughest guy in camp. I guarantee you that." Oh. this is my way in and uh, i was i stuck around for probably a month and a half i went back and played junior a went back again the next year did the same thing again played a few games maybe and yeah uh, i was playing north bay on a saturday night i think i went and challenged their bench and tried to get something going and burt was in the middle of a, like a big deal uh jamie jamie miller i, was, I think it was jamie miller and jamie Cruz. there was a bunch of guys going back and forth and he yeah. added me in the deal it was a three for three deal He told Joe, he told Joe McDonnell, if he said, if you had this kid in this Maritimer, like we'll do the deal. And Joe was like, what? This guy. And he put me in the deal. And, uh, I called my dad after on a Sunday. I said, I'm going to North Bay. He goes, just come home. That's enough. Like Just come home. (laughs) What are you doing? I said, no, I'm going to go to North Bay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see what's going on up there. And I went up, I traveled with Jack Williams and, uh, I'm in the office and he goes you don't come with high credentials kids but i like uh, i like tough maritimers and you fit the bill i said well i'm gonna be the toughest guy in this league if you give me a chance just give me All a right. chance hang around you know i'll work with yeah. a figure skater and work on my edges and work on my game i promise you i need to work on it but i'll fight anybody anytime and that was so, my way in. and that i wasn't trying to be barbaric but that was my way in you know like oh he absolutely me, he said that's so you got to do something better than everybody else and i knew that i could i could hang in that way you know i, I knew i could hang around that way so
3: I heard you were doing three plates uh, on each side of bench press at camp at like 17 or whatever. I'm not doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh,
1: I worked out a lot. Yeah. I was training all the time. Uh, that's what I, that's what I did. You know, obviously when you're training, somebody's got a strong point at your arms or your legs. My, I was always strong on the chest and I, I could bench my buddies and I back home always pumped the weights and did that stuff. That's what we did at home. So. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty strong. I don't know how much it was at the time. Probably it was a pretty good number though. Uh,
3: okay. So we'll get to the fighting, but in order to do that, I need to explain to people your hockey career. So, uh, we're just going to do the, uh, did you know part of the day, which is brought to you by Wendy's? Uh, Wendy's letting you real food and your fantasy teams this year win the daily face off survivor pool. Uh, Wendy's rewarding you with weekly prizes. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab the sweet victory of mouthwatering from the mouthwatering jaws of defeat with some fresh, never frozen beef. Get in. Get the wins, score yourself up to 1,300 bonus points if you win the week, uh, and grab your favorite menu items at Wendy's. Download the Wendy's app and the Wendy Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool at dailyfaceoff.com. Weekly prizes, including the spicy chicken sandwich. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. So, in eight hundred and eighty-seven, sorry, in 871 AHL games, you tallied 4,493 uh, penalty minutes, uh, which is 1,553 more than second-place Rob Murray on the all-time list who played in, uh, I think, 150 more games or whatever. In 1997, you set the single-season record for Pims with 522. It would stand for eight seasons until you decided to teach Brian McGratton some stuff, and he would rack up 551, the former uh, Binghamton senator. Um, You fought a lot, and you did it all the way up until, what, 37 or whatever it is, 36 years old. How did you continue to do that? Night in, night out. And in the A, I'm gonna guess you had more than one fight in a few of those games.
1: Yeah, it was funny going back to McGrath and breaking my record. Uh he would call me the last 20 games in the year. He goes, after every game, uh, Bonds, I'm gonna beat your record. I'm gonna <laughs> beat your record. <laughs> and he wasn't even fighting, he was just getting tens at the end. I don't know what he was. He just he's like, I'm gonna <laughs> beat your record. You know what his grats is like, he's a funny guy, good friend of mine. Uh, but you know, um, I try to explain, and it's it's mind-boggling when I think about it now, but, like, I got in. When I got in, I was trying to gain respect. I wasn't the biggest guy. it was just barely six feet, if that, and strong. But you're trying to prove you belong. You're trying to prove that you can, you know, get respect from the big boys, and I was in the American League. I did the same in junior, but in the American League. And then, you know, you do that, and then you, you try to gain respect to get an opportunity to play in the National Hockey League in one more game or, you know, some type of career in the National Hockey League. And when you go up, you do it again. And then you get sent down and you're kind of ticked off about it. So you're kind of like, you know what? I got to prove to everybody else that I shouldn't have been sent down. Uh, And then, you know, at most of those times coming on after probably five years, I was on one year deals every year, one year deal. So I had to prove myself or they would get somebody else. So it was like a vicious circle, honestly, for me. And that's the way I thought about it. I'm like, I have to, you know, I got a wife and kids. I got a family. I got to provide. If not, I'll be out and I'll get somebody cheaper. And I, you know, I guess I kind of understood that. So I've been the best veteran I could and did the best I could, but, uh, that's just kind of a, you know, the way it, the way it went and, uh, you know, and I became a fan favorite in a few places. And, and when you do that, you, you don't want to disappoint, you don't want to not do it. And then, you know, fans and people are like what's wrong with this guy, you know, what, how come he's not doing it? He's doesn't come as advertised. So like I said, it was a vicious circle. It was a lot of fun doing it, but. You know, at the end, you're like, I'm pretty well petered out. That's that's enough, you know. <laughs> you know, but oh, the end of the day, it, I, I played a lot too, you know. And for the most part, I, I played with a bad knee my last probably seven years of my career. And I was, like I said, I was on one-year deal. So if I fixed my knee, I was done. I knew I was done. They were, you know, putting new new ACL in a, you know, in an old Clydesdale. They're putting them out to pasture, <laughs> right? That's what happened, literally. So I, I kept playing on a bad knee and, and, and now I could hang around. And that's that's basically what I did.
2: Yeah. Hey, how, Bonza? How are the mitts now? Like I, a lot of guys I played with from our era. Like I remember, like Jim Cummings. I don't know if you know. Jay yeah, or, well, yeah, I know Jim. Yeah. I he he almost died once. We had, he had a scrap in Adirondack, punched a guy in the tooth, ended up in the hospital for yeah. three weeks. People have no idea, like when you punch yeah. a guy in the mouth, how yeah. just how much risk there is when you're fighting that much. So how. How'd your hands? I hold thought you up probably got time? an
1: email. Uh, York, I probably I thought you got an email or someone. Someone called me sausage fingers, but I. Uh, oh, <laughs> look at those babies! Eh? I, bro- I broke they everything look, I own. You know what I mean? They the look like bobbies. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, I, I, you know, I don't want to say it. I don't act. I have fought with broken hand or whatever because team needed me, or I needed to do it, or I was at the end of the, you know, my contract with the, you know, two weeks left, whatever it was, you know. So, you just kind of do it. I can't explain yeah. why, you know, doing it again. I kind of scratched my head. I don't know if I could ever do it again, what I did, but. I did it. Oh. We gotta get well, a
2: review. Put put those mitts up again. I like, people again. have no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but you know the so, games.
1: Can you tell I was a righty?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the games changed so much. Nobody's gonna ever have to do it. I was thinking back to when I played, and I don't know if we actually crossed paths. I, I don't I think, think we're loving. Yeah, because I came in. I did a couple of the playoff runs in like 05, 06 with Portland. Um, yes, and I want to say we that did. you we were did
1: in Portland in the in the, the wish we did.
0: The, yeah, and league. I thought that maybe you were in Wilkesbury my last yeah. year. Um, when, when
1: you were going up the middle with the puck, I was up in the stands watching you. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, but we had, you know, we had a good team. We had Eric Weinrich and those guys. Sure. We had, we had a real fun team. Um, but I remember getting into that league, and that this, this is like I think I saw kind of the beginning of the end in that league where we were dressing Trevor Gillies and Mike Hoffman as flanks on the wings for the fourth line because the next team was dressing yourself and somebody else. It was just yeah. a different a different time so the game's changed so much i think that uh you know there's a bit of a dying breed mentality amongst um you guys that play the game a lot differently than the young guys that respect to the young guys that do throw the throw it around now but just not the same
1: it's not the the, way it is you know i remember a fight
0: trevor Gillies fought somebody frankie lassard at center ice well there's 25 of us on the ice it was my third game in the league and he got to spend it for giving the birds on his way off, and I was oh like, yeah, there's yeah. something different about this league. <laughs> I used to jump on.
1: I used to jump on the ice. You might be a young kid beside me, I, and I just pat him on the head. I said, "You enjoyed this. Take your time and and get some popcorn for this one." They're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking. about We're looking around, and I was like, "Oh, I know. I know what he's talking about."
0: That's it. We had the we actually had the refs or in the coaches on the ice trying to break p- people up. And he came over and he found me and Bobby Sang and Eddie tying up. And he goes, "Yeah, oh, yeah you guys yeah. are okay. Whatever. He said, yeah, we're, Carry we're on. each other's weddings. We're pretty good buddies. We're not fighting."
1: <laughs> yeah, at that time in the middle, you know, I guess like when I started my career in Cape Breton, I think we had. I always say the story. We I think we had six guys that fought Bob Probert in his hey, heyday. God rest his soul. And I wasn't one of them yet. Like we were a tough team. We had Link Gates. We had Serge Bears, We had. Uh, Scott Thornton, Louis DeBrus, Gordy Mark, Jeff Chikrin, myself. Like, <laughs> like we oh. couldn't handle the puck and the other team didn't want it. It was a bad game, man. It was a bad game. But, but you know, and then the next year, it was, it was just me and Cape Breton. We kind of got all those guys moved on. And then every other team had three or four tough guys. So you always had your hands full every night. And then you, you know, you continue doing it. And then you get into, you know, in, I started, when I came to Wilkesbury. I was, playing against the phantoms they always had five or six guys Hershey had a bunch of guys like like bobby said there was always three or four heavyweights tuning on the end stick ready to get at you You know and oh. so you had to do it it didn't bother yeah. me i was lucky enough my first alley i guess i was done yesterday brian i i it just did it. it didn't bother me i could sleep in the day i you know in the end of my career i'd be up with the wife and kids playing with the kids before i go to the rink i knew i was going to do it i just did it did it and oh, get it over yeah. with right and i know that sounds kind of foolish and probably barbaric but that was my personality. I just, but that's ignored. the reality.
3: Yeah. Oh. So, uh, you talked about Bob Probert on, uh, September 17th, 1995, uh, during your first preseason game with Edmonton, you did play the year before you got called up for a couple games. We'll get to that in a sec. You dropped the gloves with one, uh, Bob Probert. Um, did you ask him, how did that go?
1: I remember in the summer I was training, I was in hitting the heavy bag and the speed bag in my garage. Cause I lived about 25 minutes outside of any condition, the country. Um, and Frank, hitting, Frankville, Frankville, Nova Scotia. Yeah. town of 75 people. And oh, wow. I always say it's a twin cities, Harvard Bushy and Frankville. It's like Minneapolis, St. Paul, just a little smaller. You know.
3: <laughs> and
1: uh, I was training and my dad would always come home at four 30, worked at a pump and paper plant. And uh, I go, dad, the hockey news came out today and, and uh, evidence playing Chicago. And he, my dad was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I said, if that Bob Probert plays, I'm going to fight him dad just turned around he went in he goes suppers in 10 minutes son see you later and he was <laughs> like, i have no idea what you're talking about so i trained and i trained and i was going to went to camp and uh, a good friend of mine jason Fitzsimmons, who works for washington now uh was in the cab with me going to the rink and he goes uh, hey bonds i said yeah i was just looking out the window he said that bob probert uh he's he's playing tonight and you gotta fight him i said absolutely first shift guaranteed and he looked at me really i'm like yep this is my only chance maybe ever. So I have to make the most of it. And, uh, I just went out and I said, uh, you're either going to make me or break me, bros. He goes, what'd you say? I said, you're either going to make me or break me. I'm either going to be around for another shift or you'll never see me again, one or the other. Like, so, and we ended up fighting and then we fought a couple weeks later in Edmonton. So, and then I played with him after that in Chicago and he was, what a teammate, what a great guy. Uh-huh. God rest his soul. He was terrific, terrific person. He really was. He was great to me, taught me a lot of things um, and. Uh, it was a great time playing for him in Chicago.
3: So, is there uh, wh- who's the best friend you've ever had to go against?
1: The uh, best friend, probably Grant. Did, did you have any? I guess uh, no. They were all friends, really. There was a couple <laughs> of guys you really don't like. That's like anything. I guess you know Yorkie and, and and Bobby. You can say the same thing. There's most guys are really good. There's a few guys you really just you'd rather mm-hmm. keep arms mm-hmm. length or more away.
3: Yeah. And there was a few of
1: those tough guys, but they were all pretty good buddies of mine. Really, you do your thing, and if you had a beer after, saw him somewhere a couple months later, you just kind of laugh and giggle about it. But probably, grats, I guess.
3: So, the year you with the picture we have and him playing in Binghamton because he didn't play there for a long time is did you help him set the penalty minute record to beat you?
1: No, I uh, I helped him the year before, I think he came in and he didn't do well in his first few fights, he was you know. And I kind of talked to him. I said, "Do you really want to do this?" And he goes, "Yeah, I, I want to do it. I just, you know, I got to get better at it." I said, "Well, then I'll help you with it. I'll, you know, I'll teach you to protect yourself and how to fight your strengths." And uh, we became pretty good buddies, just trying to take care of him a little bit. And uh, uh, and he, you know, he's he's He We went, and you know, he had his he had his really good really good run in the National Hockey League a couple of times. So, and he's as tough so as weird. they come. Yeah, he's so tough weird. as they come. So so you just kind of teach him a few tips to kind of keep his you know. You know and at the end he didn't keep his head or his chin and he was still firing away but you just teach him to <laughs> fight to his strengths a little bit and then I end up scrapping with him because I got traded to Colorado and I was in Hershey and they were in I always say the story they were in uh uh Norfolk on a Wednesday and a Friday and then catching us on the way back through uh in Hershey so I saw him in the hallway and we talked about it and we we're like just never not about hockey not about anything and we're laughing and giggling and give him a hug give me a kiss thanks buddy appreciate everything you've done for me and then first shift, he's like, You want to fight? I'm like, I want
3: to fight. Why didn't he
1: asked me that like a half hour ago. Like, so you ready for it? So I said, Yeah, I'll fight. So I I actually did well. I I, I cracked him a couple of good ones. It was a good fight. They're all they're all good fights. <laughs> somebody wins, somebody loses, doesn't matter. But <sighs> uh, I go to him after the game, I go, What are you doing? Why would you come and ask me to fight? He goes, Because Coach Paddock came in, and he goes, He's not your damn friend. Grats, are you gonna what are you gonna do against him? You got him give him, giving him shit, I think. And, uh, so grad said, I, I kind of had to come out and do something. I wasn't going to go up and pat you <laughs> on the shit on the shin pad. So I said, Oh, okay. I understand now. Oh, uh,
0: incredible. Uh,
2: That's pe- pe- people have no idea. Like, buddy, he,
1: so And, you know, and then we fought the second time and he kind of nibbled on my ear and he goes, I love you, man. You're the best guy. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> he goes, Let me go fix, fix myself up here.
2: Uh Vonsai, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, you know, Danny VL, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's so, push up.
2: I'm playing with Danny Vial and Adirondack. Before the game, we're playing in Binghamton. He's talking with this guy, Peter Fiorentino. They're sure, laughing, sure. having a great time. Big hug. They're both from Sault Ste. Marie. First shift, gloves go flying in the air. The two of them just start. Like, what the What the hell's going on here?
1: Like, I mean, it's amazing.
2: totally different era when it was just, hey, it was just part of it, right?
1: It, well, it was. And then probably after they went out and had a beer, a couple of beers, and had a lot of fun together. I don't know. You just... And sometimes it happens. You know, sometimes not even pre-planned. You, like, most times it's not. You end up going out a couple shifts. You bang into somebody. He runs somebody over. You, like, you can't do that. And, and yep. you know, the rest is history. So um, that happened a lot. You know, you talk to him and warm up. Nothing's happening. Two shifts in. Lots happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> the, uh, so just back to Brian McGrath for one last second. He sent out a tweet, uh, I think, when you announced your retirement. Uh, and he said, when we look back on our career, there's always people that helped you get to the highest level. I had no idea how to fight. But uh, at 27 Bonsai, coached me every step of the way. In my mind, he's one of the all-time greats. I owe my entire NHL career to him. Um, is that pretty much all you could ask for?
1: Well, uh, yeah, it is. Kind of give me a tear to my eye, really, at the end of the day. But, you know, like a uh, Coach told me at the end, if at the end of the day when you're done, you're retired, and your teammates say that you were a hell of a teammate, then you've done a pretty good job. And uh, that's what I tried to do. You know, I, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I get it. Uh, I try to be the best person I can be, the best husband I can be, the best father the whole bit, and and have guys over for supper and take care of them and do all that stuff that needs to be done as a veteran and a person and, you know, uh, and help them out. I, I knew where I was at in my career. I, I knew I was trying to struggle for another game in the National Hockey League. I knew I was more of a minor leaguer. than, uh, But at the end of the day, there's a role there too, right? And, and I accepted it, and I did it, and I had some really good veterans around me that helped me with that along the way. Uh, so that's what you do. You know, you just try to help people out and make sure that it's nice when you see guys go play in the National Hockey League or, or go and have success. And, and you got a little bit to do with it, maybe a little bit, maybe a lot, maybe, you know, and and that's how I thought, about, you know, myself. And I, I told that to other veterans, if you can help guys out and you can see them going and doing really well, that's a feather in your cap, really, at the end of the day that you, you've you've done a good job.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Uh, it should be pointed out, and I completely apologize for this, Dennis. At the beginning, I meant to say you are about to be inducted in the American Hockey League Hall of yep. Fame this coming February. So uh, congratulations. Uh, what is your reaction to knowing, hey, somebody who's not known for scoring 50 goals a season is being recognized as being a, a Hall of Fame player?
1: Well, it's nice, and if you ask Scott Housen this, he would he would actually tell you, and you'd laugh, because he'd call me. I was coming off the golf course uh, on my way to a hockey game, to score a game in Philly, I think. And I saw his number on my phone, and I'm like, oh, God, what did I do now? Did I do something? I had to backtrack. I must have did something or went after, said something to a ref or did something. And, and uh, then I called him back, and he goes, I got, uh, I got good news for you. And he told me, and I, I, I kind of just clammed up. I, I was in tears. I, I didn't know what to say, right? Because when you're recognized amongst your peers and amongst what you did the last how many years, it's, it's pretty nice. And uh, I, I just said thanks. I was choked up, and I ended up calling him back and said, "Listen, I really apologize." I, you know, and he's laughing. I said, "I didn't mean to kind of break down, but you know, like when you work towards something, you work towards a goal, and give it everything you got to be recognized. in that light is, is, it's, it's pretty nice.
3: It's pretty nice." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Should we see more people in the National Hockey League? Uh, sorry, in the in the Hall of Fame, like like Bob Probert and all of these types of guys who, let's be honest, they did define a position.
1: Well, I believe so. Uh, you know, cause I, I did it. I, I know what guys go through. I know, you know, you gotta have, you know, the good Lord upstairs helping you with health and longevity, but when you do it and you give it all, you got like you're as big a part of the team as the next guy. And the teammates yeah. will tell you that. And they'll say that. So, uh, I would love to see it. uh, you know, I don't know what the way the game is going now. I know they've kind of taken a little bit of that out of there, out of it, but I still think it's, it's, it's a part of it. You know, the ebb and flow of the game, sometimes there's certain ways to get, get you back on top. And, and maybe it's a little bit of, you know, you know, getting on the forecheck, check, run the guy over expert, you know, um, enthusiasm and, and yeah. uh, guys get a little bit ticked off and, and maybe they need a little bit more of that. I, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, some games are, are good, but you know, there's not a lot going on on a lot of nights. Right. You know, so yeah.
3: well. um, but
1: who when knows you become, That's the,
3: way the game is. when you become GM you can bring this up at the GM meetings okay Yeah okay <laughs> we'll see we'll see I I got a couple of games to ask you about uh, your yeah. first NHL game is uh, April 1995 Edmonton versus LA at the time Wayne Gretzky is on the LA Kings Did you take any shifts with Wayne Gretzky uh,
1: I don't did you hear the story did I tell you the story No so i was up I, for by the reason, way
3: movie star looks in your first couple of years here yeah uh, yeah i wish it those were the days right there <laughs> uh,
1: i was in cape Breton, and for some reason the hl season finished and it was like three years three weeks left in the nhl season so i think three four or five of us got called up so i was going as the extra guy going into warm-up for like three or four warm warm-ups in a row so i'm thinking I'm about playing do my thing during the day, hang out, do whatever, go to warm-up. Life is great. I'm in the National Hockey League. You know, I want to play, but I understand I'm an extra. He comes in after warm-up playing LA, and, Ron, and Ronnie Lowe goes, hey, kid, you're in. Jason it sick. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm playing? So I go, oh, my God, I'm waiting. So uh, I go out. Barry Melrose is the coach, obviously Wayne Gretzky, LA Kings, and Matty Johnson's on the wing. And Matty Johnson, I scrapped a lot in Peterborough. I was in North Bay. We, we scrapped a lot. So I said, I might as well go to what I knew best to start it off. So I go on the draw, and I go, Matt, do you want to go? And he goes, uh, no, I can't because the coach won't let me. I looked over, and Barry Miller was like, no, this is not happening. I said, okay. So the puck in the neutral goes back, D to D, dumped it in. Well, their fourth line goes off, and our first line, their first line comes on. So who comes on? We're cycling the puck. I get the puck. I go to dump it in. There's Wayne Gretzky right beside me. So I just kind of dumped the puck in the corner and I leave the ice and like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's Wayne Gretzky. I'm not supposed to be playing against Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> sure, i supposed to be playing against Matt Johnson. So anyway, that was my that was my first shift. Anyway, so I was, you know, I got a few more after that, but they were like, oh my god, what's up with this guy? I'm like, I don't know. It was Wayne Gretzky. I know that my first shift. Yeah.
3: Did you ever think to hit him? Oh, I might have bumped him in the nothing hard
1: though. I don't think so. Hmm. You know, I need a little more experience, and a little more. Savvy to to run him, I I think he'd he'd elude me pretty quick and give me a dash in my (laughs) plus minus category.
2: But but Bonze, it was it's it's kind of weird playing against him because I played against him for a long time, and he just had that aura where should I touch this guy? Because you know he's kind of done so much for the game. Maybe I'll just kind of give him a nice little. It's like a hit, but not really. But he just everybody in the league kind of knew that. Hey, you're not really supposed to hit this guy.
1: Well, I, I. it's called respect, you know what I mean? I I, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to run anybody. You know, I'd run, you know, a mucker, a grinder, or a tough guy for sure, or maybe a six or seven defenseman. But the stars, I I kind of, you know, I got to get my feet underneath me a little bit and get some, get some experience before I start doing that.
3: So let's skip ahead to your first NHL fight, which is opening night, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in 1995, October the 8th, you fight the Grim Reaper, Stu Grimson. Yeah, yeah. I it's, not about, up, it's not a bad fight card.
1: No, I end up, uh, we're on the draw, and, uh, you know, it's Stu, who's a friend of mine now, and, and only my mother calls me Dennis for the most part. So I go on the draw, I said, Stu, I said, Grimmer, you want to fight? He says, okay, Dennis. I'm like, oh, God, that's,
3: such a... I'm like, that's scary.
1: Okay, Dennis. I'm like,
3: oh, God.
1: So we drop, and Randy Mittens, the linesman, and he loves to break fights up before they start, right? So he's in between us, right? So he's trying to get in between us and Stu with them long arms grabs me and hits me with about four in the side of the head i'm like oh boy those that's going to leave a mark i can feel them so i ended up getting the linesman out of there and i threw a couple and hit him with a couple good ones it was a good fight but it was fine and uh uh and that was it so i was kind of the box I went to box i'm like i'm going to feel those but whew, i survive. I, you know i can i can hang around a little bit longer so
3: so good yeah yeah, uh, yeah. do you have a favorite fight
1: um probably proby i think bobby probert you know god rest his soul he was the guy you know i know he was coming back from you know getting on the you know downside of his career but he was yeah. he was the guy uh you know, but I ended up fighting ty and i fought fought lots of guys you know tony twist i think i had three with but they're all tough and you're just all you're doing i'm doing i'm just trying to gain respect just trying to prove that i can belong i can hang around really i end. that yeah. wasn't the toughest guy but i think i was somewhat fearless you know i think for lack of yeah. a better term and I, I would just, I do it cause I had to do it and I knew I had to do it. And I, I just, like I said, I proved that just, I could belong there. You know, I wasn't the biggest guy. I wasn't the best player. Wasn't, but I could, I could hang around. You, uh, three, 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 hold on three against twister,
2: like twister for, for our younger people that are listening here and watching. Like that guy was an absolute beast bonsai. Like he was yeah. probably pushing about two fifty at the time. Yeah. Right? He
1: was, he was a big, strong man. You had to be careful with him, but I, I did, I, you know, kept him out. I got my, got my licks in here and there and, uh, But he he was tough. He was strong.
3: There's a video of you fighting Tony Twist. And the thing I noticed about it, the tie-down is on. But it looks like his collar is about four sizes too big. Because as you grab it, it comes all the way. Like, his entire body's exposed. Yeah,
1: probably. It could have been ripped. It could have been. They sometimes would, you know, cut. I don't know. They might cut them, whatever. If he altered it a little, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they did alter it the way they wanted to alter it. I'm sure I didn't do that. I tried a couple times, and I didn't like it. I just felt like yeah. I was swimming. So I just went with a regular one and did my thing. But some guys like that.
3: They you, uh, to... you fought Bob Probert, by the way, with him wearing number 95, which should be a trivia question. If you ever, uh, yeah. go somewhere. Cause yeah. that's when he, he switched his number to 95. He's like, I'm switching the back. Um, okay. there's a couple times in the national hockey league. I think twice you fought twice in the same game. Um, I, which is int- like all into itself is a, a feat. But I'm curious about Sean Brown. Your last two NHL fights are against the same guy, eight days apart. The two of you were teammates in Boston at one point and were teammates in Cape Breton, Edmonton. Was there anything behind you fighting Sean Brown? Not a little bit. Nothing. Brown is, <laughs> he's a good
1: friend of mine. I, I played with him in, in Hamilton when he's there when he first started. So I kind of helped him bring him along. Real good kid. Real good kid. Had, had some talent. Uh, and uh, came to Boston and we actually hung out. We were line mates, teammates. Uh, he stayed there. I left. Maybe that was it. I don't know if he took my job, but he was one of the guys I, you know, I left and, and I don't know how much toughness Boston had at the time or not. So maybe he was the guy that I said, well, maybe I, I, I should just do it and get it over with type of thing. You know, there was, there was no animosity though. No, nothing.
3: Your last NHL fights are in an Ottawa Senator uniform. Yep. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, So I'm looking up videos and fights, and it seems like you don't ever have a fight that lasts like 15, 20, 30 seconds. They're all like two and a half minutes. And I'm like, the Ryan Vandenbosch fight is like 220 or something. It's the longest fight in Wilkes-Barre-Scranton history. I'm like, give it up. Like, what are you – how exhausted are you by the end of this?
1: I tried to a few times. I asked him. I'm like, hey, we're done. We'd (laughs) fought him – two weeks before that it was in Hershey it was after the second period we were down two one and I kind of at, at the back behind the draw I said Do you want to go Bush he goes oh really Dennis I said come on come on we gotta get my team going here we're, we're dead so I got the upper hand on him a little bit you know and I think he was ticked about the timing of it all and I get it I, I totally understand it Bush is a heck of a guy great guy and uh, he was waiting for me when I came back into into Wilkes-Barre I was in Hershey I knew he was so I'd be going to, I'd be just going to step out on the board and he'd be looking at the end, trying to see if I'm coming out. Right. So we come out on the face off. He's just going to go and we fought. So we were going and I, I went for a little bit and then I asked him, you done? He goes, no, no, not yet. And he said that about three or four times he wanted to keep going. So, and he was like that. I, I'd scrapped him lots and it was, there was a lot of, uh, both of them were probably, all of them were always over a minute, I guess. Small details are big surfaces.
3: all the penalty minutes you've racked up and everything you've done, what are you most proud of?
1: Um, Hopefully to say that I was, I was a good teammate. I you know I stuck up for guys. I took things personally, you know, things happen to my teammates. I took them personally. I didn't let anyone get taken advantage of, but at the end of the day, like when I got called up to, Uh, Edmonton, I had 13 goals in 35 games. When I got called up to Pittsburgh, I had 26 points in 29 games. I kick, you know, when I get an opportunity to play a little bit, I could, I could play and put up some points and, you know, and still do my job, which is play rough and tough and protect my teammates. So, um, but I I think just to say, hopefully that I was, you know, you know, a good teammate and I, 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 you know, I I did my job and I made sure everyone felt comfortable in their skates and, 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 uh, you know, felt comfortable on and off the ice as, as, as a
3: teammate. Uh i want to ask you uh, two quick questions. And one is about your uh first NHL goal. I guess we should also call it your uh last NHL goal. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I scored on Chris <laughs> Chris Osgood. Uh yeah. can you take me through this? Uh yeah, it was
1: I was actually on a line change again. I guess that's when I do my best work and I catch them changing. I don't know. Uh and I down the wing and I, I had slap shot down the wing and it kind of dipped on them five hole. And I went by him and I'm like, man, you should retire. I can't believe I scored a goal on you. Like this didn't happen. And uh, and then Benny Ho come up to me, he goes, what's wrong? I said, I I never scored in the National Hockey Bowl. I never thought I would. You know what I mean? I was, was getting to the point where I was like, you know, not playing a lot sometimes if I get in and get a few shifts. So, you know, your opportunity of creating much offense is, is pretty limited. But uh, so he was laughing and giggling. And then I think I went out next shift and I fought Eric currents to get back to what I do best. Anyway, he was a good friend of mine.
3: Um we have one picture. I think it's Ellen Nazardine, although I'm not 100% sure. It shows how you didn't care what size that individual was and yeah. you are staring up at him. Um I I think we have it. I'm not sure but just the size difference like that's, You're like yeah uh, yes, that's Nazarov. Oh right, Alexey Nazarov. Yeah. Yeah. I got uh there's
1: a little something there because when I came in, he was with me as a teammate and then they traded him to Arizona. And then he came in a few weeks later. So I think he, he was kind of ticked at me or whoever the organization. So that was happening no matter what. And uh, so we, we scrapped, I think he thought that maybe I came in and took his job, which wasn't really the case. Cause I didn't have a job either. You know,
3: it's a great picture. Yeah. Uh, then The other one is you, you did take a couple pops. Uh, uh, there's this one photo it's you i'm not sure who you're fighting that one
1: (laughs) colton or i think
3: oh yeah you're right
1: oh that is colton or yeah he didn't hit me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, colton was tough we we colton and i had a few beauties yeah he he was he was a tough nut yeah we fought we fought a lot maybe five or six times
3: you fought them all the 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 card is impressive i yes i appreciate i appreciate your time like it's it's really something well, to watch what you've been able to do.
2: I got to ask you before you go, Bonsai. I, everybody less than always wants to know if you could – you don't have to rank them in order. From your era, maybe your top three. Top three guys, you'd say. Those those three guys are pretty
1: tough guys. Uh, Yorkie, there's probably not a top three. It might be a top ten. And you, when you do that, you're forgetting guys. But
2: Yeah, it's tough.
1: And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll say who they were, I think, at the end of the day, you know, but they're all they're all the ones you think. But at the end of the day, I got to represent where I played the most in the American Hockey League, and there was guys that were as tough as they come, no doubt. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I well, played them and I fought them, and, and they just didn't get an opportunity for one reason or other, kind of like maybe I was a little bit. You're not in the right yeah. spot, you know? And yeah. when guys get in the right spot, the right person behind you that wants toughness, you get an opportunity and you stay around, which is credit to them. Um, But – Toughest, Proby was the toughest, Tony Twist, Ty Domi, fought Gino yeah. a lot, you mm-hmm. know, Gratz in the new era, Colton Orr, Eric Goddard was as tough as they to come, you know, uh Razor was as tough as they to come, there was lots of guys, I don't want to forget anybody either, yeah. I fought Paul yeah. Louse a lot, who was really tough, people didn't know how tough he oh. was, Stu Grimson. I played, ju- I p- I played junior with Louser, really underrated, tough guy. Oh, a big right hand, you had to be careful. Uh yeah, yeah. Stu Grimson. Geez, I'm forgetting Matty Johnson was tough. Yeah, like there, yeah. like you can go on and on. Bougar, god rest his soul, was I never played him, but he was tough. Vanden yeah. Bush always surprised Vanden me Bush because was, he's because he wasn't that big, right? He was the toughest pound for pound, right? And yeah. and uh, he you know, he, he took a bunch, but he gave a bunch. And uh, good, good, good man, Vandy. Really good man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. really you
3: put good. Peter Worrell into the bench in Boston.
1: Yeah, yeah. Peter was tough. He I don't know if he'd love to do it, but he did it. You know, he's big, big, big man. George the Rock was very tough. I didn't mean to leave out George. Very tough, so tough as they come, so strong. Uh, so it goes on. Every team had him. You know, Jimmy yeah. McKenzie's as tough as they come. He fought them all. Maybe he should be up yeah. there with all the big boys. He was a dear friend of mine. So tough.
2: Hey, I played with him in that. I played with him in Nashville, Bonzi. I actually thought like he would let up because he was so no. strong, <laughs> and he'd ha- he'd have a guy like a smaller guy. He'd be like,
1: ah, all right, we're down here. <laughs> Just... Yeah, both hands and he jimmy's oh. jimmy's Jimmy jimmy's up with the big boys all the time man he was as toughest yeah. to come yeah.
3: and i'm forgetting dave. my
1: dearest friend dave brown he is probably the toughest
3: oh. right right joey Koshar. what about brad I mean? brown brad brown good
1: friend of brown, brown <laughs> brownie i i played with him in north bay i helped him out in terms of you know getting him going he wasn't the strongest guy but boy he could he could hey. scrap. great great Bra- great person brownie
2: Brownie, loyal listener to the pod, boys. He listens every day. He lives in Ottawa. He's a, he's, lives a, he's a good man. Lives in Ottawa right now. He's I just uh, talked no, to him a few
1: days ago. Yeah. I'm uh, glad you brought mass- him up because he's a good friend.
3: Yeah. Of Massive head. Huge, yeah. huge pumpkin. Yeah. Walks his dog by my house. I just tell him to stay out of my neighborhood. He? Yeah. Brownie, was yeah. Brownie was tough.
1: Brownie was tough. He could fire
3: him. Yeah. Uh, so, Dennis, before we go, uh, an apology from Yorkie and I who thought, oh, no, Yorkie had your team making the playoffs with the Boston Bruins. I thought maybe – maybe you might not be that good this year i completely apologize i misread it and i'm sorry
1: you don't have much hey not much faith in the bruins and the pro scouting huh oh my <laughs> lord you guys are just a wagon at i got to give a shot for the pro scouting now yeah um, we've had a really good start our goalies yeah. have been great our defense are pretty good and 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 our and our, our, our our leaders and our best players have been our best yeah. players and when you have wow. that then you got to you give yourself a chance we give ourselves a chance last couple games have been kind of off. So hopefully we get back on track, but uh, you know, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I I, I was fortunate enough. I I started with Toronto for a year uh, and then I went six years in Chicago. We went three cups and I I went over with uh, Cam Neely and Don Sweeney and the Boston Bruins. And it's, it's an honor to work for some really good teams and work in the national hockey league still and and be a part of it in some small way. Uh, I am fortunate. I pinched myself and hopefully it continues.
2: Boston, yeah, what's, what's, what, what's, what's, what's the secret there though? I know. Is it just the culture is so good in Boston? Cause you look at the turnover you guys have had, like a lot of people were counting Boston out. Like what, yeah. what, if you could put your finger on one thing, what is yeah, it? Yeah,
1: it's it's the culture. It's the culture. Like you know, Z did that. You, just, you can go way back and how who did it, and Z was good, yeah. and Bergeron was the best. The both of them are the best, and Marshy's taking that, and then you know, Charlie McAvoy and David Pasternak. Like like you can go on and on. I don't I don't mean to leave anybody out. That's just mm-hmm. they just continue to you know push the pace every day in practice. They demand you to be better. Uh, you know, there's, there's no need for being average. You know, like we, we, you know, we're gonna push it to be the best, and and they make everybody be accountable, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, and that's what I've known, and I, and I worked in Chicago for six years, and we had Taves and Kane and Duncan Keith and, and Seabrook. Like, you know, when those guys are driving the ship every night, like you're in a good spot, and and, and we did that.
3: I could I could ask you uh for hours questions about playing and uh, how things have gone. So, but I. I'll let you go. I told you we'd be a half hour and a little it's bit okay. longer. It's all good. We, I, always, we
1: always go over. I appreciate yeah. you guys thinking on me and having me on. I hope uh, yeah. you know, anytime at all, anytime. At all. Uh, it's nice to talk you. To.
3: Congrats on the Hall of Fame. That's huge, and I'm uh, yeah. really proud of you, sir. Really, yeah. I,
1: I appreciate it, guys. You've all, yeah. you've all had great careers, and uh, you know, we're pretty fortunate. All of us still be around the game yep. doing what we love. Absolutely.
3: Uh, all right, Dennis. Take care, 100%. my friend. We'll talk hey, soon. Guys, I appreciate. It. Thanks, Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything there goes uh, the bonsai uh,
0: that was awesome he, just to listen to wasn't it for me i mean different kind of player than we've had on in the past for <laughs> for questions he, from a guy like me but it god it's just awesome to hear guys like that talk you see his hands <laughs>
3: like oh. <laughs> unbelievable you're gonna you know what you should do you should tell people now who don't know you perhaps from your just i was a huge tough guy look at my that's, hands that's i, I my fought hands everybody like this. yeah hands yeah. hands are a mess that's <laughs> uh, crazy it was awesome yeah. what a great
0: guest though
2: yeah i would say people. that 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 era that era that dennis we'll call him dennis like his mom did i love that only my mom calls me dennis <laughs> unless it's Stu grips looking for a fight yeah. there were so many i call them like ultra heavyweights of guys that are can fight and are massive like tony twist like anybody listening and watch right now pull up some videos of tony twist fighting like it's scary like this guy, it's Didn't like care. a fearless, e, e, fearless. And if that shirt came off, like when he came on the ice, I would just get out of the way.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> he's coming so, on the floor. He, uh, he, he's Darren Detition's brother-in-law, I think. There's a relationship there between Darren Detition, who's a former, or sorry, who's still a TSM Sports Center, uh host. He, back in the day though, before like there was cell phones, but not really. Anyway, he would call the press box in Ottawa and ask, if Tony was playing, you would be like, Brent, you got a call in the press box. I'm like, what? He's, hey, uh, it's Darren. Is uh, Tony Twist playing tonight? That's <laughs> like, yes, That's he's playing. <laughs> he just wanted to know. <laughs> anyway, I Tony Twist has got some great stories, too. Um, oh, yeah. I would love to have a a show someday of just like three notable yep. tough guys from that era just to sit down yeah. and chat about the nonsense that went on. Um, <laughs> but we'll move on. And that is uh, to tonight's game, which is between uh, the Kachucks, if you will. Uh, so before we do that, we've also got lock of the day coming up. But uh, as always, just like to bring in uh, Michelangelo's, one of our new partners and uh, friends of the show, uh, Michelangelo's Roofing and Insulation. Owners Mark and Nick, huge supporters of men's mental health. And so you've got a few days left. Uh, they are donating this month proceeds uh, from insulation booking. So if you book an insulation job between uh, now and the end of the month. Uh, they will donate proceeds to the Movember movement. The jobs can be completed before of October of next year. Uh, included with the booking assessment of your home's ventilation system to ensure the new insulation, uh, in, to ensure with the new insulation your home is warm and cozy this winter season, as well as keeping heating costs down and making your home more energy efficient. Do you know improper attic ventilation can affect the health of your home and people who live there? Contact them today, michaelangelos.com or use the telephone 613 833 one uh, Michelangelo's roofing and insulation, every detail covered. And of course, guys, coming up, it is Christmas. As you know, Charm Diamond Centers This is the place to go. Proudly Canadian owned and operated since 1972 with more than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands. Get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and an unbeatable, unbeatable pricing policy. Holidays are coming up. It's the perfect time to check out a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mine diamonds. And don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing. Charm Diamond Centers is giving you a chance to win a $5,000 gift card. Become a champion with their propose. How would you propose? One knee, the bend and snap. Uh, tag Charm Diamonds on Instagram and post a, uh, in a post or a story with video or photo of your propose Be sure to use the hashtag, the pro to be entered. For more information, go to CharmDiamondCenters.com. Okay. Kachuk versus Listen, this is the 19th game I believe between the two brothers. So for me it doesn't have I know like I know the families in town. It's just another game to me. Um do you guys see it much differently Matthew with the edge in points just the records are roughly roughly the same by a point.
2: Do we see it as just a regular game just, or is it like, yeah, the, the, like the, is, the whole Kachuk versus Kachuk thing they yeah. yeah they've played each other enough right now. I, I just think we're to me it's more of Ottawa's at a point right now in the season where the storyline for me is more these are these are turning into almost must wins right now just because of the separation that's happening on yep. the standings right now I, I think that's more of the storyline for me like you this yeah. this team needs to get busy in a hurry and I know Friday night weird game probably could have used a few saves here and there. And just one of those dull games, not that they played terribly. It was just, just a dull, you gotta, you gotta boring. figure. And, and people will say, well, that's what happens when you come back from a long trip in Europe. Well, De- Detroit didn't have a problem. <laughs> they won their first game back. So you can throw that excuse out the window. It, the time is the time is now to just to, to, to start going. Like the guy's got to step up and, uh, and figure it out. And, the whole storyline, yeah, it's it, it, it's not really an issue any me for any assholes. Two guys, they're not thinking about it. Like I'm sure they're happy after the game. They'll see each other and say hi, and they'll probably meet up last night. They probably met they up out for, last for, night, yep, for at dinner game, and did all yeah did all that stuff. But it's it's it, at the professional level, it's just been being the captain brady's gonna know how the significance of this game it's the games are getting more and more important because the senators are now starting to put themselves in a position where these are must-win games
0: yeah i think the storyline shifted for me it's been what 20 games almost for them to play head-to-head at this point so i think that i think every game that they play and now that they're in the same division that kind of fades a little bit more for me and you just get to work and like you said i would i would not agree more with anything that you just said I think the team has to know that these are all becoming must win games the separation yep. what did we say that 25 the 20 to 20 something game mark yeah. is where things yeah. start to settle and that's what's happening and they're quickly finding themselves below the below the threshold of where you would need to
3: be and it should be noted that Ottawa has played the fewest games of any team in the yep. National Hockey like 16 games like at yeah. Tampa's played 21 however like Detroit's played one more game and they're yeah. In a playoff spot, if I'm not mistaken. What's, Plus, the schedule, Ottawa is playing its 13th home game tonight, which includes, I know, the two wonky games in Sweden. Yeah. But, hey, they, they won both those, so we can still count them as home games. They've yeah. got to find a way to generate something here. Yeah.
2: What's, what's concerning for me, guys, is you, you, you see Philadelphia is up in a playoff position, and you've yeah. got teams like Detroit up there. Because I know full well, teams like New Jersey and Carolina are going to start playing better. Yeah. Especially New Jersey's
3: especially, lost six of seven.
2: Well, in in Carolina, I, I had Carolina. Like Carolina's going to figure it out, and and not only do you have to keep pace or, or, or play better than the teams that are in the top eight right now, it's 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 those other teams that are in yeah. positions too where you know you know they're going to get better. So i I don't like this. I don't like the position the Senators in right now. I was a little more bullish on them. Yeah, but. You you got to take care of business, and then December we all know this. Everybody in the city knows it. This follows the team. December is going to be very very tough. So
3: these games where you, you don't you're not playing that often right now, you got to win them. They play thirty games in the next two months, and then they have the uh, their bye week. So thirty games, sixty two days, I think it is. Yeah, uh, and that's tough. Yeah,
2: it it, it it it's tough, and I was looking at numbers like. My God, Forsberg's got to figure it out. Yeah, he's got to
3: figure it out. So, Anton Forsberg, as of this morning, and I don't know that he's going to start tonight. I Corposalo did skate yesterday. They have a, it's a optional today. So, but Jonas Cor, uh, sorry, Anton Forsberg. By the way, happy thirty first birthday, I believe it is today. Of all goaltenders to have played five games or more, he has the worst save percentage. Yeah.
0: yeah happy birthday.
3: Did. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Now we're just gonna give you the nail gun. Yeah. Oh, and I, so oh, I felt a little well. guilty saying that, but yeah, it's that's oh, a concern. Well, yeah. Like, like goaltending is a has become a concern. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I couldn't agree more. uh He's got a. I don't. I don't know what the recipe is. I don't know if you sit him to the bench for a little bit of a period of time to make him really get back to basics and watch Corpus allo take the reins for a minute because you do have that luxury of a little bit of time. Next week and a half, whatever it might be, before it gets real busy, mm. might be the idea. But he, you can't, you can't keep. Why? Why, why would you keep go back to him? You can't. Yeah.
2: What's the? What's the stat? How is corpusello's health right now? What's his status well,
3: right now? Well, he was on the ice yesterday, so they yeah. said it was just a day off the day before. Like, I suspect he's going to start only based on the way Forsberg's record is. However, Anton yeah. Forsberg hasn't played any time on the road. All yes. his games have been at home. Now that includes Sweden. Everything gets ruined because of this whole Sweden trip. But yeah. all his games are registered as home games. Right. Now. You know what though? It might not be a bad thing for him
0: to get on the road. Mm. Get away yeah. from get away from everything at home and just get to work. Yep. Yeah. So you know, it's, for me, it's tough it's has but, to be your guy though tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But if okay. what what if what if he's not ready to go? I if if he wasn't ready to go, I would I would throw Sogard in there.
3: Well, they sent Sogard down yesterday.
0: Okay, oh, so not. obviously, oh, no, maybe no, not. Are... They if, did, if yeah. But it would be a hell of a
3: message, wouldn't it, to Forsberg?
0: <sighs> do you want to send it? Yeah, you're last in the league. You got like <laughs> how long you let it go? I'm not saying that to be rude, you know. Like how long do you let it go though before you start yeah. to say, "Hey, we have other options," and even if you're not comfortable with the other options, you need
3: to, you need to, you need to kick guys. Okay, but yeah. but if so, if Matt Sogard goes in. And we're to lay an egg, then aren't all the fans going to be, what is DJ doing? We have Anton Forsberg put him in there.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like no matter what, what fans I, are going say, what is
3: DJ doing?
2: But <laughs> no. Look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it the other way. If it works,
3: then you're like, well,
2: yes, I do? Right, genius. but then, no,
3: but it, then you've I, created an issue, have you not? not
2: yeah, really, it's, it's there's no issue. The issue is if you, you got to win games. <laughs> So that's the issue. So, and, and when, you know, some of the, and I hate, I hate dumping on guys and I'm a big, I'm a big Forsberg guy. Like I I love what he did coming back. I I thought he was going to have a great year this year. And hopefully he can still figure it out. Like there still is time for him to figure it out, but it's unfortunately, the NHL is a results oriented business and your goaltender, like we always say, show me a goaltender that's playing well. And I'll show you a team that's winning. And and Mm -hmm. And right now, Right now, they're just not getting timely saves at the right time. And teams they're playing against are. And that's not the only reason they're winning. They're still making mistakes in their own zone. Like, you look at that last game, there's some, that one that one goal in particular right off the face-off where there's two guys left in front of the net and guys are puck-watching. But you know, the, the other teams just seem to get timely saves, and, and Ottawa's just not getting there right now. So I hope he figures it out because he's got – well, from everything I've heard, hard worker, great guy, and, and those are the types of guys you root for. But, like I said, it's a results-oriented business, and they, and they need wins.
0: Uh, I don't know anything about the player, but everything that I hear is extremely positive. So you kind of yeah. want to root for guys like that. Yeah. So I, and this is where I think fans, I want them to understand. I'm not singling a player out. I want Anton Forsberg to take the reins and be a very, very good goaltender the rest of the Me way. Too. But we do have an obligation to point it out when it's like when it's like that. So that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not dumping on a guy. I don't want to dump on a guy's birthday. I'm always going to side with the player. But at a certain point, you have yeah. to you have to make a change. Maybe the change is just a kick in the teeth, and it's yeah. we're going to dress yeah. so guard in front of you. Maybe it's hey, you're not going to play until we feel like you're back to basics. So yeah. let me put it to you this way:
3: because you're in the room, well, let's just say you're in the room currently at the time, both of you team doesn't play well defensively and so not every goal is anton forsberg's fault they could use a save occasionally here and there on certain goals but is it if they don't dress him is it a message to him and not to the players like do, do the players and we go back to accountability so i don't even know why i'm in this conversation yeah. but yeah at, at what point is it the guys in front need to be better like this isn't all on anton forsberg
0: No, he got hung out to dry a few times. But what we do say is, Craig Anderson said it best, every goal is still a goalie's fault because you only have one job. (laughs) That is it. Mm. (laughs) Andy. I love Andy, but he would say that consistently. He said, every goal is a goaltender's fault. So, you know, say it however you want. But that, I would agree with you, Wally, that if they dress Sogard and put him on the bench, for whatever reason it might be, it's a message more to Forsberg than the guys in front of him.
2: Yeah, Yeah. at the end, at the end, at Wally, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's got an 850 save percentage right now. Yes. So you can't, you can, you can. It's just you can't have that at the National Hockey League level and win games. And and it's just it is a fact. And I, I hope he figures it out because, like I said, I, I, I I like. I love players that work and they're grindy and they're and they battle and and their path hasn't been easy to get to where they are because I can relate to that. So I hope he figures it out. And, you know, if once he gets back in there, that's that's part of the grind to be in the NHL. It's you're going to have ups and downs. It's it's, when you knock down, do you get back up and what do you do with it? So far from over, but I'm just saying 850, not good enough.
3: So to be bad to point out that his is worse than Jack Campbell's. That's See? not even, yeah, that's, yes. Now, everything, everything I said, just trying to build rapport with the fans, you just totaled. Thank you for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's,
3: well done. Uh, by the way, Jack Campbell's save percentage, apparently, is the is worse in the AHL. Yeah.
2: What
0: well, happened He had a him? shutout
3: the other day, didn't he? Yes, but it was still worse, I think. He got <laughs>
0: Sheldon's first game in or second game in. Yeah. I remember seeing that. But hey, it could is, be. He's it could be in Carolina,
3: allow true. eight goals on 14 shots.
2: Bob, Bob! You've played in Anaheim. You've played in Ottawa, and and I always say this: it's especially for goaltenders. It's such a different animal playing in a Canadian market. Like, the, oh the, man! Like some goalies, it's just it's so tough mentally on you. Like it's just it's a totally different animal.
0: It really, I I couldn't imagine the pressure of being a goaltender in a Canadian's. I I really couldn't. I can fathom it because I can understand what it's like just being a player but at the same time um yeah I, I would not want i wouldn't take that on well
2: it's just it sticks with you all the time and, and i don't care what people say like you you leave the rink in anaheim you actually do forget about things because nobody talks about it yeah. here it's everywhere you go so it's it takes a very special person to be able to thrive in in this kind of environment it really does
0: Imagine the difference between playing in Anaheim where you can go, you can oh, leave and boy. go surf all afternoon or your drive home has to be TSN 1200 because you want to know how bad things are. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how it was. Uh, or you yeah.
2: could listen to Wally saying Jack Campbell. He's yeah, <laughs> your percentage is better.
3: Listen, he's, I'm just trying to be factually correct. That's uh, that's all I'm trying to do. He's just crapping
2: uh, on a guy on his birthday for. God's sake. Yeah.
3: <laughs> By the way, uh, Time for lock of the day uh, because they'll play Florida tonight uh, who have been, I think better than a lot of people also predicted perhaps at twelve uh, seven 12, seven and one. Uh, so they could Chuck brothers come in all that stuff. I, I'm going to go with Yorkie to start. Uh, I'm not who, going
2: first. I'm, I'm going, going. I'm, in, I'm going last.
3: <laughs>
2: You're in Why? first place here. You're in first place. You go first.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, this one's a tough one for me. I think Florida's playing much better. Ottawa can pull it out if they can get goaltending. I don't know that they get the goaltending. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know I. You know what? I'm going to go Ottawa. A 4-3 wow. game.
0: There's a the guy that's playing with some house money.
3: <laughs> 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 need to win the fans back.
0: Yeah, get them back. Uh, uh, I'll let Yorkie go last because I'm the exact opposite. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday. I don't know who tweeted it. You know how those things pop up when they're kind of push to your feet or whatever but it was talking about florida and just how good they are and how they just find ways to win um yes. and it came with a clip or something i can't remember but i watched it and then realized that's who Ottawa was playing and I have, so i'm i'm just going off of the social media tweet that i saw about <laughs> them finding ways
3: to win well they've dominated ottawa like yeah eight yeah. and two in their last 10 against ottawa I, it's just they've got huge numbers against the sentence and Ottawa's last 10 at home versus Florida is three, six and one. It's tough.
2: It's tough. Yeah. So. look in the Barkoff is back playing again, man. He's such an underrated player like for, 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 for tough. Like Bob, how was he to play against Burkhoff?
0: Unbelievably hard to play against. Cause he, he could, he could play any game you wanted to play. If he was, if your line was going and they had a home ice advantage, he was playing against your best line every night um and he was putting up points doing he's just hard to yeah he just commands so much space down the middle of the ice but he's so tricky as well um because he doesn't know what he's doing so if you don't if he doesn't know you don't know um he's just good with his hands and then he had no problem with his size being able to put guys on his back too like he, he's got every dimension of the game so i liken him a, a lot like a younger Andre kopitar i think they're both very very good players and markov yeah. was up there for
3: me
2: Look at Huberto since he's no longer with Barkov.
0: Crazy, isn't it?
3: Like he's uh, one of the worst plus minuses in the league, yeah. if I'm not mistaken.
2: Huberto? Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Just
2: well, he's well. Look what he's making this. that he had the biggest production drop, wasn't it? The biggest in the yes. history from 100 points down to whatever he had, 45 or 50, with Calgary. And just it's 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 crazy how much certain players make, guys around them so much better yeah so this uh i'm just singing barkov's praises here man ottawa really has to win this game right now florida is in a playoff spot boy at home home game i'm gonna go with ottawa i just think it's it's desperate times right now you 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 just lost to new york corpus is gonna be back in he's gonna have to have a huge game i i think ottawa figures it out and wins this game
0: i love Uh, this this is a chance for me to close the gap Yep, you can get lead. back
2: in here. Yeah. Or just so, continue to
0: shoot
3: myself in the foot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like do we think that uh Florida loses three in a row? Maybe, but neither team has played, I think, since Friday. So it's not like there's yeah. back to backs yeah. or any of that stuff. So you're taking Florida, Bobby. I'm taking Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's not gonna win as many fans. Hey, I just <laughs>
0: Tell them that the lock of the day should be separate from the rest of the podcast. Cause this I know is it should be.
3: <laughs> this yeah. Is,
0: this is gambling.
3: People don't see it that way. They get, they're very upset. So I just called you a fraud in the chat. Ouch. <laughs> all right. Ouch. Uh, all right, gentlemen, uh, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Florida game and how it went that Ottawa won that game in convincing fashion. Yes. Um, But until then, we'll all meet later for uh, Anton Forsberg's birthday lunch. Oh, yeah. He's not happy with you. He's not
2: happy with you, Wally.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you, everybody, tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow.
0: Coming in hot
1: is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.